Hi, you're tuned in to the IoT Insider with Dan Cunliffe, I'm Managing Director of Pangea. Um, what you're going to hear in our podcast is the lowdown on all tech opportunities and partnerships you'll need in order to get started and succeed in the Internet of Things market. Um, the podcasts are intended to be short enough for you to enjoy on your commute or when you're driving or traveling to meet someone um, in the market and you maybe want to hear something interesting um, ahead of your meeting. Uh, whether you're a partner already of Pangea uh, or just looking to learn some more about engagement or IoT content, um, please make sure that you subscribe and tune in for our monthly podcast uh, to get all the best information. Um, and I may refer to certain sports uh, from time to time because I'm obviously a avid sports fan. So today I'm joined by Shaka uh, Tal and uh, Marshall Fries, who are both um, considered to be pretty good friends at this stage now because we've been working together on a project involving, um, well, smart containers, I suppose, as a as, as a way to put it together. But uh, Marshall Fries being the founder and managing director of The One Solution, which is a, a longtime partner of Pangea, uh, and Shaka Tal, who is the founder of Logino um, and has also held some other interesting roles, I'm sure, in his time in the uh, world of container and telematics. Um, guys, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, and for the listeners on the podcast, uh, we're doing this, uh, you know, globally as usual, from London to uh, to Israel to, um, to Yorkshire, <laughs> which is the other part of where we are. Um, but um, if I could just sort of pull a bit of context together, um, we've been working sort of side-by-side side on uh, particularly some of the projects involving uh, the Logino side of things, um, and particularly on supply chain and improving supply chain when related to containers. Um, uh, Shaka, I might ask you to maybe help me out here, but you were involved with a project called Contopia, uh, and particularly a competition which is about trying to find I believe the world's first um, uh, sort of digital shipping company, or to e- enable a world's try to first, create, try yes, to create uh, the world's first digital, the world's first digital company. <laughs> shipping company. Do you want to tell uh, me a little bit about why it's important to maybe create um, a digital shipping environment, maybe, or even a you know a smart container? Why why would we want to do this? So, Contopia is a term we use to describe a world where every shipping container is real-time, IoT-connected. And that scenario allows us to improve the uh, almost all of logistics processes. I mean, think about uh, a situation that you have today. We have just dumb metal boxes compared to uh, a situation where each box would have eyes, ears, and a brain could communicate, could understand what's going on with the cargo inside of it, with the environment around it. It's a whole different game. And the way it changes, uh, not only the shipping company, but the actual, you know, the whole uh, end-to-end supply chain, starting from... Uh, and I can give examples uh, um, about uh, black boxes for insurance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, where you don't have to send investigators that cost a lot of money to understand exactly what's going on. And green lanes and red lanes at Customs and Homeland Security. Uh, and, of course, a much, much better management of the shipping company's own container fleet. And last but certainly not least uh, uh, is... 100% visibility for the cargo owners, for the shippers, who actually drive this whole world 
uh, forward. So this is first and foremost for them, for the cargo inside the containers. Yeah. But by doing so, you unlock um, benefits for the entire logistics chain. And that's why it's important. Yeah, exactly. Because I suppose it's a very good analogy there. You know, what you're doing uh, is becoming sort of the eyes and the ears of what's going on inside the containers. Um, and quite often the value what's inside a container is enormous, but we don't always know this, do we? We don't actually know what's in there. Uh, and equally, I suppose, you don't always know if it's been tampered with real time, and that's what we're trying to achieve. Exactly. No, perfect. And it's not just tampering of the cargo. It's also deviation from route. I mean, all these logistics hiccups not necessarily ruin the cargo, but they ruin the flow. And in a very costly environment like that of, you know, shipping a container, yeah. uh, when you make a mistake or you're not on time or, you know, you're not where you're supposed to be, that has a lot of implications and these implications are costly and, 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 and they're heavy, heavy burden on everyone. Very much so. And that's what we're trying to avoid and solve and improve. So one of the things that I thought was um, probably worth chatting about in our podcast today because, you know, um, taking any any old market and making it smart is really what the Internet of Things is about in my world. Like, I live for that. I really, I really am quite passionate yeah. about that side of it. Um, the winner, actually, of Contopia um, had a pretty interesting story about their share price. Maybe you want to tell us a little bit about that. Cool. So let's say a few words about the competition and then the winner. Yeah. So in... Uh December 2018, we launched a competition for all mid to small shipping companies, uh, the winner of which gets their entire container fleet converted for free, essentially becoming the world's first digital shipping company with a 100% container fleet. This thing was never done before at all. Yeah. Um, and um, we had uh, 17 applications, four shortlisted. And one that came out the winner, which is a Brazilian company called Login Logistica. The nice thing about them, well, they're an amazing story, but one nice thing about them is that they're public. Yeah. You could actually see what happened with their stock since the announcement. And right now, we're about two, two and a half months away from the announcement. The stock rose by more than 100%, amazing. which is crazy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to let you in another very hot, uh, very hot subject. We just started our marketing campaign a couple of days ago, and I'm now getting SOSs for marketing people. They're not handling the requests. I mean, it's it's uh, awesome. Uh, when we had when we started this comp competition, um, we were unsure whether the market could handle this. Now, at this point in time, I can tell you definitely the market is ready. Yeah. Um, we need to grab this opportunity. So starting in Brazil, uh, and there will be the number two, the number three. It's a long competition with lots of, uh, <laughs> with, with lots of pipelines. So, exactly. Uh, awesome. That's really first cool. And, yeah. Well, let's... Um Let's maybe move this um, kind of part. I mean, look, look, any 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 shipping company out there that wants to increase their stock, uh, we should we should take their call. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 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 <laughs> let's um, let's let's maybe move this on to a little bit about um, where Marshall and myself kind of got involved um, with Pangea, the one solution. Um, so, I guess first thing to say is obviously with Logino, your business being based in Israel. Um, 
Pangea, Pangea loves to kind of work with international opportunities and tries to find other ways around, um, you know, kind of ex extending our capability. But um, one of the things that really appealed to us was the fact that Marshall obviously had relationships in Israel being originally or at least having kind of relatives from there. Um, Marshall, do you want to tell us a little bit about the one solution? Okay, so, um, well, I've been in the industry for since 96, 95, 96, when mobile phones were, were, were very rare. Yeah. And the mob, the IoT end-to-end was, was nothing but a dream. Um, I came back into the industry probably about three and a half, four years ago. And um, when, when you come from an industry that is specifically divided, so initially you'd have had a mobile phone decision maker and a, a, a fixed line decision maker. What we were seeing is that that individual is that those two individuals are now rolled into one. And people were talking about, well, what's the Internet of Things? What's the what's, what is machine-to-machine -machine technology? And I was spending quite a time abroad, specifically in Israel. And um, I spoke to a couple of VCs who um, we agreed to be their communications partner, if you like. And at that stage, we were introduced to Shahar and, and Legino. And the, the, the way that we sort of took you forward, we were given um, – we were given an opportunity, and if I'm completely honest, it was probably out of my depth. So I had to make the decision that I needed to share the knowledge with or, or rely on the knowledge from somebody else. And I spoke to a couple of people, um, including yourselves, obviously, Dan. Yeah. And um, fortunately, I think from my perspective, it was very much a hand-holding scenario. Mm. And it made the job a lot easier because I realized that it was a massive opportunity for me and for my business I realized how passionate and knowledgeable Shahar and the team were from their side, but we needed to we needed to provide that kind of solution and, and really introducing you guys was probably as important as the initial introduction for me to Shahar because without either either party we probably wouldn't be where we are now. Yeah. No, I, I would I would tend to agree. I think um you know, we we spent quite a bit of time, all, all of us really, uh just, just trying to work out how we're gonna best do this. I think we had some specific challenges around how you connect a container around the world um, efficiently, both from a commercial perspective and um, a kind of you know geographic perspective. That was that was our two big challenges, and um, you know, well, here we are, you know, looking to do our first decent deployment in in Brazil in the next couple of months. So, um, and 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 further, right? Yeah. And I think just on that, Dan, I think um, the the key for it working on my with me was really the flexibility it was the fact that um you guys had the knowledge and the, the understanding of creating a solution where to be fair i did speak to others as, as you're aware but yeah. we didn't get that kind of excitement we didn't get that kind of well actually let's take this a bit further because we think we're able to to create a solution that will be tailored for these guys and i think that's what what it's all about and and Chaha will probably agree that what we've been able to provide is something that is is paramount to the success of the operation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, once when when you you know get down to the bits and bytes, um, you know, there's a whole lot of hardware going on, uh, so that's nice. But uh, the ability to provide effective, available, robust communication is key. Yeah. And I know that we've had our share of uh, trials and we've seen, uh, you know, other solutions that are using um, 
uh, you know, various forms of communication and all that. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a tough nut to crack. Uh, global, you know, being uh, uh, having availability or let's say maximum availability globally at a cellular scenario. Uh, but hopefully we got that right. Yeah, exactly. All well, of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you got you got that right. We got it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, you know, and that's I think one of the things that I'm definitely passionate about, Chris as well. You know, the guys that work here with us, we we like to look for um, the ways around around some of the tough points to get to. But look, um, that's what it's about, right? Finding really, really way difficult. Uh, scenarios and, and picking up ways to go. Like I said, it was, um, I remember going to Tel Aviv to come and meet you guys and then particularly saying, look, I don't think there's any other way to do this commercially and geographically. And, and that was always our challenge. Like, how do we get that right? But now, now look, we've got the other side of it and, we, and we're going to move forward. Um, if, I, if, if I kind of just take it forward into maybe the kind of important things that smart containers will start to help with, um, so how you, I, I don't know if I'm misquoting you, but you said there was something like 30 million containers in operation every day. Is that, is that true? About, yeah, a little bit less than 30 in, in units. Yeah. yeah. Um, which until, until we started launching your services, um, was just not being looked at as, as properly as it could be, you know, it wasn't being tracked, wasn't being um, gauged properly. So the opportunity from that is actually pretty incredible. I guess what we want to try and think about is what about other places that the products you can actually evolve towards? You know, containers are not the only thing that really need this type of solution, right? There's, there, there are other things. And Marshall, you also said there's been a couple of trials on the moment. Yeah, so um, emanating from the success that we've had, we've we've got um, a, a product that that Shachar and I have. Well, Shachar's had the product, and we've sort of looked at it from a slightly different perspective. And we've got a trial going on at the moment with um, a haulage company. Now we all know that haulage companies are using telematics; they're using their own solutions, but that's generally for the cab and not for the trailer. So we've got a really interest, interesting trial, trial at the moment with a company based in the northwest, yeah. who um, who were challenged by their insurance company, who said to them, "Well, we know you're taking this container, or so this truckload of whiskey to uh, around Europe, and we know that we've got telematics in the actual cab, but what about the actual trailer? What if the trailer becomes disengaged? What happens there?" And the insurers were actually adamant, "We need to see a solution, otherwise we're not we're not going to cover you." So. We've given them access to this portable um, FlexiTrack device, and that's what it's called, a FlexiTrack. And it's basically a, a very strong magnetic solution that can be attached and um, removed very easily, and it provides a complete tracking solution. So uh, they know at any time where that tracker, where that trailer is. But it's not just a trailer market. Obviously, you can look at motorbikes. I've got a motorbike company looking at, at doing it, and we've also got uh, a boat uh, a yacht company looking at doing it and hire cars. So one of the companies I spoke to today, funnily enough, they do very short term hire car lease and they only keep, keep the cars for about three or four months. And traditionally, they've been going to the cost of putting in full telematic solutions for tracking. But now they don't need to. Now they can look at this kind of solution, which is a lot more flexible, a lot more affordable. And it allows them to identify where where their their vehicles are at any one time. So, coming from the original uh, opportunity, new markets are evolving on a on a day by day basis. Yeah, 
And that's also, um, you know, a European-wide, maybe even a global-wide opportunity, right? Yeah, absolutely. No limitations. So we know by tracking the, the this particular trailer, he started off in um, in the northwest, in the Lake District, went through Europe. Uh, it's been in um, Eastern Europe. It's now back in Western Europe. It's doing quite a few jobs over in Holland. Uh, it's in Germany at the moment and heading back to the UK next week. So it really has spanned the continent for them. And, exactly. uh, and it's given them that, that, that extra peace of mind. Even if you take away the insurance issue and the challenge that they had with that, it's giving them the extra peace of mind that they know their trailer is tracked as well as the actual truck being tracked as well. Perfect. Um, just in closing, if we <clears throat> if we kind of take it to the next to the next part, is obviously we've got a very um, decent sort of partner channel at the moment of which you guys are involved. But how would you maybe question to you, Shaka? How would you kind of see the next steps? for this and what what type of people would we want to get involved like in what sort of customers would they have so uh, it's like a two-part question the, the the first part is uh what use cases are we doing right now and the second is you know what's going to be the future um now we are focusing on two use cases uh, the first is the internal operation of the shipping company itself, better managing their fleet. Yeah. The second is a visibility application or a tracking application for the shippers, for the owners of the cargo. Uh, by the way, same data. I mean, if one thing I can say about um, uh, us uh, bringing more and more applications uh, is that we are really using the same data. So as far as the communications provider is concerned, if we're focusing on that angle, uh, it's actually um, making the same use, or sorry, different uses for the same data that has been communicated. I mean, the data has been communicated once, uh, and now what are you going to do? Uh, now what are you going to do with it? So two use cases, as I've mentioned, but we have also built uh, a research, an industrial research facility that we call Contopia Labs. And that is where we work with really interesting partners on future products and, and, yeah. and more researchers on use cases that we still don't have, you know, full understanding of where the value lies. For example, uh, connectivity of a smart container to the port. Uh -huh. uh, connectivity of a smart container to the vessel. What happens if it's an autonomous vessel? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's the pretty cool. Crew, you know, vessel crew, and 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 more and more and more. Uh, so in the end, uh, because this is going to be used for many, many, many applications, uh, it definitely is going to going to drive the cost and the prices for each customer down. Uh, making this really an, an, uh, an affordable situation. Not that it's not like this today, uh, but uh, it's going to be you know an, an integral part of uh, of shipping of the shipping of tomorrow. And I would even dare say that um, uh, even the shipper of today needs to look yeah. at this very very closely because the ROI is phenomenal. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. No, yeah. I. I I think that's um, I think I think that's a very good way to sum it up because, you know, the Internet of Things is all about if I can connect that thing to the internet, I should be able to make it better. 
or work harder for me. And that's exactly what we're doing here. Um, yeah. Working it out. Perfect. Look, guys, um, appreciate that. I appreciate you joining me for just giving us a real brief insight into um, our kind of relationship, but also to the people who get to listen to our, our podcast. Um, uh, we will definitely give everybody the information on how they can get involved. Um, generally, the way we work in it is obviously either uh, speak to Pangea or The One Solution at the moment if you're one of the UK partners for sure. Um, that we can, you know, if anyone has got any shipping relationships or anything, anything further than that, trailer, uh, track and trace, um, you know, sort of high-end insurance side of things, definitely do get in touch with us. Perfect. Well, Shara, thanks so much. Marshall, much appreciated. Um, I'm sure I'll see you guys thanks, all Steve. very, very soon. Yeah, we will. Thanks, guys. Have a you good one. Care. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye.